888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. I am on the line with none other than Colin Yearwood from LearnItDoItProfit.com, who started a home ba- with home-based businesses 17 years ago. He sold his first item online in 1998 and has been an online marketing trainer for home-based business owners since 2008. He teaches business owners how to grow their businesses online by using simple strategies. I met him back in 2008 when I started my online business, and we've been good friends ever since. Colin has been using a very interesting strategy for building an audience using local meetups. He's done over 100 meetups that have allowed him to step out from behind a computer screen and really network and connect with his target market. So how to do local meetups to build an online audience? To build an audience? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Colin, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, man. That was a better introduction than I could have paid for. <laughs> well, you, I'm sending you the bill. So I hope, I hope you're ready to pay for it. <laughs> One dollar per month. Uh, there you go, right, man? Good to have you on here. Um, just really quick for those of you that are listening, this is episode 249, and you can find detailed show notes of this at becomeablogger.com slash 249, including any of the links, any of the resources that are mentioned. And if you have a question that you want for me to deal with on the podcast, you can go ahead and call the hotline, and that number is... 888-835-2414. And you can leave your question there, and I'll try to take that on the podcast. So Colin, what we're going to cover, we're going to go into three basic things. We're going to talk about how meetups can help you build an audience. This is We kind of planned this out a little before. We're going to talk about how to set up meetups the right way. And lastly, and I think this is the one that people are going to like the most, we're going to talk about how to make money doing meetups. You ready to get into that? I'm looking forward to it, man. Awesome. Well, you're going to be delivering it, so <laughs> you better be looking forward to it. But before we get into that, as usual, we got to start with our quick tip. All right, so this is the section where uh, we share a quick tip that can have an impact on your business or make your life just a little easier or even a lot easier. So, Colin, what is your quick tip for us today? Three letters, PLR. PLR, what do those th- three letters stand for? <laughs> so what is PLR? It's private label, private label rights. And there's a lot of uh, private label right content that's created that can help uh, bloggers with their research and get them started with, con- with ideas for their blogs or even their products. Um, a lot of writers create this product and then they sell license to a limited number of people. And it's a great way of uh, generating ideas and content. And I like said even creating a product, um, getting started with a product. So if, I, if, I, if I'm struggling to come up with content, I'm struggling to create a product, I can literally buy a PLR um, product 
and well, quite frankly, I could just take it and call it my own and sell it that way. Or as you're suggesting, I could take it and use it kind of as a, a springboard, right? Absolutely. I've done both. I've used it as a springboard and I've taken, taken it as is and created a product and used that product in my meetup workshops. Ooh, yeah. that's a nice teaser. Well, oh, f- actually, before we move on, where, where can someone find out about these PLR products? So um, there's a lot of different PLR providers. Um, one I'll definitely recommend right off the top is Coaching Glue or Tiffany uh, Lambert.com, I think it is. Okay, Coaching Glue? Li- Coaching Glue and Tiffany Lambert. Tiffany those Lambert. Are, those are two people that... Um, two people that I've bought uh, PLR from. There are many others, but like anything else, you have to find the quality uh, providers. Awesome. And we're going to have links to that, of course, in the show notes. Thank you so much for sharing that. And now let's go to the main event. All right. So let's get into a little bit of the backstory because you've been doing it. Well, actually, you know what? Before we even do that, we've been friends for a while. We met back in 2008. You remember back in the freebie trading days? And, yep. um, and how, how did we connect? Do you remember? I, I love the story. So the first time I met you, I didn't like you. <laughs> um, you know, I was in a part of a freebie trading forum. I was there before you. I had some leader status there and you came in and did not want to give me a free magic spreadsheet that you had. You were charging for it. <laughs> and I felt entitled to it. I remember so I didn't that. like you right after that. I remember, remember that, right? that because we, we were both doing freebie trading. And for anyone that's listening, freebie trading, you, you don't want to get into it now. But basically, back then, it was this thing where you know you, you sign up, you complete offers, and you get other people to complete offers, and you can get like a free uh, iPod or even a free TV. And I, I have my iPod and my TV. Well, not the iPod anymore, but I still have the TV. That's the TV that we use. Um, but yeah, so that's we, we were both doing this thing to make some money. And we connected, and you, I, I put together this amazing spreadsheet, and I was, I, I don't even remember how much I was charging for it, but I remember you sending me a message asking me if you can have it, and I'm like, what do you mean you can have it? What, what do you think you are? <laughs> but we've been friends ever since, and um, we, we've connected on so many diff- on a number of projects. Um, so since then, you've gone on, you've done a whole bunch of things. Now let's talk a little bit about this how you got into doing meetups. What were you doing before you started meetups? So I was doing a lot of product creation and affiliate marketing online. Um, I actually was doing some uh, coaching online, webinars and things of that sort. Okay, and, and, and why did you even... Okay, you're doing all these things online. And this is what... This is kind of like what we typically teach people to do when it comes to online marketing. You make your products, you do some webinars, you do all these online things where you don't have to come from behind your computer screen, right? What made you want to even think about going in the direction of doing these in-person meetups? Uh, you know, part of it is due to you. And, and, and you taught me a lot about having real meaningful connections with people. And I felt through webinars and my email list and affiliate marketing, I really wasn't having a true connection or true impact on people the way I wanted to. So I'm like, you know, the, the next level of that is getting to know people in person, in the real world. And I thought that would be a good springboard. Okay. So, so, but is there any aspect of, you know, when we think about blogging and we think about growing an audience online, there, we, a lot of people think about the fact that there are so many blogs and so many, so much competition. Uh, Was there any element of that in your decision in terms of meetups, not as crowded versus online, which is very crowded? 
You know, it wasn't really a, a part of my decision-making process. For me, I wanted to have more, more of an impact on people. I also wanted to be, become a speaker. I wanted to do a lot more public speaking, and I've never... I never really did public speaking before that. So I thought it was a great arena for me to jump into. But yes, the uh, blogging space is crowded. So meetups could be a great way to carve your niche, your small local niche in, in, in the bigger space of things. Interesting. So when you started doing meetups and building your business along that route, uh, did you notice any difference between the people that would come to you at the meetups and work with you there versus the people that would maybe sign up for your email list? Yeah, if people I've met in my meetup groups, they definitely took more action. Um, and that was really what I wanted to happen. And also, I built a lot more real relationships. These are many, many, many of those people and I are still, I would consider, real friends. We actually do speak uh, three, three, four years in. And and why do, you, why do you think that's the case in terms of people taking more action um, these people at the meetups versus someone that subscribed on my email list. Why do you think that's the case? You know, it's pretty easy to sit down and put your name and email into an, uh, into a computer screen and uh, and let it go. <laughs> and when it comes back and not take action versus to come out to a meetup event, number one, it takes some additional effort. To me, it, you, you mean that you're a little bit more committed to your success when you've taken that additional effort to go to an actual event. And then you meet someone there and maybe you connect with that person on a different level. You see, well, you know what, this is someone I can actually trust, I like, and I can follow their instructions and they'll be, they'll be there. They're a real person that is there to help me opposed to a lot of times people on the email list, you're just a name, um, you know, to sending them an email. Yeah, it, it's almost as if, and I haven't done these meetups, and this is something that I'm very much interested in and that's part of the reason why you're on the podcast. Um, but it's almost as if the people that are going to go out of their way to actually attend a meetup about a topic, they're more likely to be passionate about that topic and they're more likely to be the kind of person that's going to actually take action. Absolutely. Absolutely. And more focused on getting results too. That's what I found. The people that come out to my meetups were more uh, focused on getting results and, and more intent on, you know, purposeful about the results they wanted to get. So I haven't, I haven't do, um, um, I haven't done, um, I haven't do, I can't even speak right now. I haven't done any meetups like the way you've done it. But the, the one thing that I can kind of compare it to is attending conferences. When I attend conferences, I am there with people that have invested significantly into being there. And I find personally that the people that have invested significantly into being there are more likely to take action. I mean, I, I'm thinking right now about my coaching clients. Most of my coaching clients, if not not all of them, but most of them, I've met them in person at a conference. And that right. to me is significant. They are, they are invested in their success beyond just saying, oh, name, email, let me put it in there to get my free gift and then the unsubscribe quickly once I've gotten that free gift. <laughs> So I think that's a I think that's a very interesting way for someone to get exposed to people that are passionate about the the topic that they are passionate about. Now let me ask you a question um, because the people that are listening to my podcast are most likely listening to it because they want to build a business with a blog. So is this something that you you can make money with? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I like the touchy feely stuff of helping people and making helping them succeed. But also, too, I definitely want to make an I started to make an income. Uh, I wanted to, to, to build a business around it. And that has worked out for me tremendously. 
you, you know what I like about this podcast episode? I'm distra- this is like totally side note. But I think you're the first person that I'm interviewing where we both have a Caribbean accent. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You interviewed a guy that uh, at CaribbeanPod.com. Oh, yeah, the ca- Caribbean yeah. Pod. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I feel something a little more special when I'm interviewing someone from the Caribbean. Where, where are you from, by the way? Just for anyone that's listening. By the way, just for geography purposes, I am not officially from the Caribbean. I'm from a small country in South America Uh, called called Guyana. Okay, so Uh, it's South America. So you're saying it's not a real island then. Okay, God. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Not like a tiny island like St. Martin, you know. I gotcha, I gotcha. All right, okay. So that was getting off off the the, the road that we're trying to get onto. But anyhow... So, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's, it is something that we can make money from. And you're going to talk a little bit about how you can actually monetize meetups. So I'm excited Absolutely. about that. So let's say someone is listening to this podcast episode and they are convinced that, you know what? I want to go beyond just the online stuff. I want the in-person relationships. I want to use meetups uh, to, to, to build an audience and to build my business and all that good stuff. Let's go from the very beginning. Where do we start? Meetup.com, and you'll create a free a free profile there. Okay, so what is Meetup.com? So Meetup.com is a site. It has about 25 million uh, members. It's very small compared to Facebook and the other social media sites, but the intent of Meetup.com is so people could build real in-person relationships. And I think it was started right after 9-11, um, and that was the intent of the site, for people to connect on a deeper level um, without that filter of the internet. Gotcha. Okay, so if I go to meetup.com, and I'm actually going to pull it up right now, I go to meetup.com, I'm going to come to a page that's going to tell me meetups are neighbors getting together to learn something, do something, share something, and sign me up. But right below that, I see that there's kind of a thing where I can search for different meetups within a certain mile radius from mile range from where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So, so how, how how do I get started? I, I, I say, you know what? I want to do this. I am passionate about uh, blogging or I am passionate about sewing or I'm passionate about salsa dancing or whatever the case might be. How do I how do I get started? So right off the bat, creating an account, creating a free account and complete it like with everything else. You want to complete the profile, complete your profile and give people an idea who you are and what you, you know, so they can learn a little bit more about you, put a picture up. You can connect your other social media sites to it, um, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Those are things I've connected to it. And in, in the short bio that I put up there, I just introduce myself mm-hmm. and let people get to know me and know, let, let them know what my interests are. That's the basic step. Now, then, uh, the, before you even move on from the basic stuff, with that basic stuff, does it matter kind of what I say there? I mean, uh, I like long walks in a park and long dinners with my wife. I mean, what what kinds of tips do I can can you share with me if I'm doing this and I want to do this kind of as a business I want to build my business are there any things that I want to be taking into consideration as I set up my profile that's a very good point so you have you got to start with the with what your intent is if you started out with uh meetups for a business purpose you definitely want to identify with what kind of people you want to attract for me it's always been uh, business owners who are looking to grow their business online. And I think in my profile, I says I say I'm an online marketing trainer that likes helping uh, business owners um, implement easy, uh, workable strategies or something to that effect. So I kind of speak directly to that audience that I want to attract to me. 
Okay, so there's kind of there's a little bit of a filter there, right? Because by saying specifically who you're trying to work with or what you're trying to build or the types of things that you're passionate about that are related to your business, you're going to be more likely to attract those kinds of people. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay, so I, I'm not just a business owner. I have my blog. I have products for sale and all that good stuff. Do I put all of that in my, my bio in terms of, okay, sign up for my Become a Blogger coaching club and such and such? I, is that a, yeah. a good – no, it's not a good place it, for doing it's that? It's not a place to sell. You know, you're, you're not looking to sell anything. You're just looking to start that relationship. And right off the bat, if you're trying to sell in your bio of uh, meetup.com, you're, doing a, you're not going to attract people to you. People are not trying to – People are not looking to shop there. They're looking to make connections, meaningful connections. So I would definitely not include a, you know, your your products, but I would recommend including a link to your About Me page. And that'd be a good place to start. But actually, Thomas just asked a question in the chat. For for those of you that are are never joining within the chat, if you want to, if you want to, you know, know when I go live with these podcast episodes so that you can engage and ask questions, go to blab.im slash Leslie Samuel. That's where I'm doing it as of right now. So he, Thomas is asking, is Meetup similar to About Me? If not, what's the difference? I am not familiar with About Me. So that's something new I, I've learned today. So yeah, um, About I'll Me get... is, is, is basically a place where you can, it's kind of like you set up a, 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 it's like your business card on the web. This is who I am. Here's my bio. Here are some of the projects that I'm, I'm working on. So it's just basically a summary page of who you are and what you do. Actually, the way that Meetup is different is Meetup is actually now that just a quick summary of who you are, but it gives you that avenue you now to connect with real people with similar interests in the real world. Got it. So it takes it goes beyond just the having a profile that's that's saying who I am, but it allows you to connect with people. And I'm assuming that this is, these are people that are local in your area. Absolutely local within your area. For me, I always set my radius about fifty miles. Sweet. Awesome. Okay. So um, you, you got into meetups and all that kind of stuff. And if, if, if I want to get into meetups, I go there, I sign up, I fill out my bio, fill out my profile. And then what do I do? So you go to, uh, there's a section there where you can actually find meetups that, are, that match your interest. And you can, there's a couple of ways. There are categories you can choose from, uh-huh. or you can actually type in what your interest is. You know, quick story. I actually found meetup the first meetup I have been to was a salsa dancing meetup. It had nothing to do with business, but it was for salsa dancing. And <laughs> Why did you choose to go to a salsa dancing meetup? Just, I'm just curious. I, I was single and lonely on a Friday night, and um, <laughs> it's the truth, man. Hey, hey, and I was Googling around, real. and I ran into a meetup, and I went to a salsa dancing. It was one of the best nights I had um, that, that year, and it was a great introduction to the salsa dancing. So now I, I'm not the best salsa dancer, but thanks to meetup, I can... You know, do a few moves. You can do a move or two. Sweet. A so, move or two. But Meetup is a great place not only for business, but also just connecting with people in the real world um, and doing anything you're passionate about. But using the find button, you know, in the search button, the search bar there, you can search your groups that match the interest you're looking for. Okay, so I want to I wanna dig deeper into this really quick because I'm thinking, mm-hmm. let's say I'm a, I'm a salsa dance instructor or something mm-hmm. of that sort. I can then go on Meetup and I can see what's going on in my area with salsa dancing. And then I could start attending some of these meetups. I can go out there and start dancing and showing my skills and all that good stuff and helping people that are there that are struggling to learn how to do salsa dancing. And then from there, I can I can start relationships based, based on that shared passion. 
And then eventually, you know, maybe I could start my own meetups. And I'm just going off on this now, but maybe I could start my own meetups and other people would start coming. And maybe it can be sponsored by my blog at um, lesliesalsadancing.com. Oh, I like that. Leslie Salsa Dancing. You, well, you give a great summary of actually exactly what I've done and what I recommend to a lot of people to do. Um, find your passion, see how you can serve, and then see how you can monetize it. All right. So, okay. Let's look at what we do online, right? Yeah, there you go. I like it. Okay. So let, let's continue along this line. So I'm, I'm looking for things that I'm interested in um, based on the business, uh, the, the business areas that I'm interested in or based on the shared passion that I have. Um, what specific things am I looking for when I'm looking at these events, these local meetups? So one of the things you look at is for, um, active groups. You definitely want to join groups that are active. You look, you're looking for the uh, number of active, uh, number of members in the group. That's one. The next thing you can also look at is the number of reviews. And also you can review the reviews that people leave for these groups. Um, and the other part of it, you can also look at past events, past meetups that they have. You want to see if there's a track record of having meetups on a consistent basis. So, so the main thing is I'm trying to see how active they are and how good these meetups are? Correct. And one of the other things, too, on the welcome page of most meetup groups, there's a description of what the group is about and what the group offers. So that's another place you can evaluate if it's a good fit for what you're looking for. Gotcha. Now, you said number of members. Are there specific numbers I'm looking for? Like, uh, do I want to make sure that it's a huge group so that there are more people to connect with? Or should I go with a smaller, more intimate group? What are your thoughts there? You know, to me, once the group matches your interests and it's an active group, I've been part of groups that had 50 members and they were an active group. But a lot of the bigger groups started out small. So it took someone to have some faith and believed in the group for it to uh, to block them, but once it's a group that is active and it matches your you know matches your interest. All right, so I find a group. It looks interesting. It's about something that I'm passionate about, and I'm interested in going a little further. What do I do next? You join the group. There's a big join button there to the upper right corner. You join the group. Okay. And you actually RSVP for the ne- for the next event. And when you RSVP for the next event. Leave a comment letting people know you're excited to be there, you're new to the group, and just introduce yourself to the group. Um, I would go one step further, introduce yourself to the, organi- the organizer of that group. So, it, okay, so this is an offline thing, but what you're basically saying right now is start the networking even online beforehand. Absolutely. What's the benefit of doing that? I mean, it, it, it should sound obvious, but, but in your perspective, what's the benefit of doing that? It breaks the ice and it makes it a lot more comfortable to show up to an event that you've had a conversation with, someone <laughs> with, you know, you show up, hey, Leslie, we spoke online. You know, you have that icebreaker, that natural icebreaker there yeah, uh, rather than just walking into an awkward situation. Yeah, that's pretty cool, especially if it's not just me introducing myself, especially if there's like a back and forth discussion, because now you have some some kind of a shared experience that you can take from online and now bring it offline. So I really like that tip. That's a, that's a good one. Okay, so you say reach out to the organizer maybe and, and touch base with them. Let them know mm-hmm. that you're excited about this. Anything else I need to, 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 to keep in mind in, just in terms of the getting started part of it? You know, just set the right expectations. You know, um, a lot of people, a lot of meetup groups are, it varies in the attendance. And if you have the right expectations when you go to the event, you, you, will be, you wouldn't be that disappointed. I know people want, some people, when they're doing business networking groups, they want to go and 
meet 50 new people. Uh-huh. But And then they show up to the group, there's only 10, they're disappointed. But those are 10 people you can build meaningful relationships, you have a better chance of connecting on a one-on-one basis. So just set the right expectations mentally before you um, you go out there. You know, I think it's easy to get jaded in terms of numbers, right? right. I, I, I don't know how many people I've heard say, you know, I only have 100 subscribers on my email list, or I only have 500 subscribers on my email <laughs> list. And they make it sound as if it's nothing because you hear about people that have 10,000 and 20,000. But, but we don't realize that these are 100. I mean, let's even go smaller. These are 50 like what? human beings <laughs> that you that you have and i think when we look at it in terms of connecting with people we're able to take things to the next level in terms of our relationships in terms of our businesses and i think that's something that we need to be reminded of as often as possible because it's so easy when facebook has 1.6 or close to 1.6 billion people to think that my 100 is nothing <laughs> but that's it's 100 not, people it's not the quantity it's the quality and and that's the important thing that i've learned about building meaningful relationships, even if it's online or offline, is the quality of the relationship. You know, having a list of 50,000 people and only 500 open your email, <laughs> eh, it doesn't really matter. I prefer to have a list of 500 and 495 open my email. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the actual event. Okay. I am at this event. Do you have any tips for me to the, to make the most out, out of my experience? I mean, is it the type of thing where, and, I, and this happens, that's why I'm saying it. Is it the type of thing where I go with my business cards and I'm like, hey, you know, this is my business and this is what you should do. And hey, this is, I could help you and all you got to do is sign up for my 999. This has happened. I'm not being silly. If you're listening to this right now and thinking to, my, think, thinking to yourself, come on, Leslie, don't be stupid. This happens. So. Yes. What are your tips for being at a meetup event when, when you know your ultimate purpose is to network with people and to, to expand your, your, your reach and to ultimately build your business? What are some tips that me, as someone that's never done this before, should be keeping in mind? And I know there's something you, you wouldn't have to do, but I remind myself often to do is smile. <laughs> Seriously. You know, when I am not naturally a smiler, And I have the meanest look when I'm not smiling. So when you walk into a networking event, you want to be smiling because that's welcoming. It breaks down barriers. Be willing to introduce yourself first. You know, because you walk into a room of strangers and we all kind of have that moment of, oh, my God, they're all strangers. Yeah. Until you introduce yourself. You know, and to me, the the best line that works to me, man, hey, how are you doing, man? That's it. And then the conversation starts from there. So I want to talk a little more about that because I'm going to admit something right here. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. But... When I'm in that situation and I'm going up to people and introducing myself and all that stuff, I get really nervous. I don't know if anybody else is like that. And, you know, you kind of look at them from a distance and you think to yourself, okay, I wonder how this is going to go. And then you start, it, it starts working up in your mind. And then by the time you reach up to this person, there's, it feels as if there's so much riding, <laughs> riding on this hello it could go so well, but it could go so terribly. So I actually like what you just said because it's something that I've been intentionally practicing that I heard on an interview somewhere. Go first. Absolutely. All right? And, and there's something about going first 
that brings a lot of power with it. So I was on a trip in Atlanta for the Christmas break, and I was I was literally just practicing that. I would see someone in the elevator, and before waiting and thinking and analyzing in my mind whether they're going to introduce themselves, I would just throw myself out there and, and say, hey, how you doing? And then many of those situations, it actually led to a pleasant conversation and it wasn't as intimidating because I didn't wait for it to build up. Like I'm talking about it right now and I'm getting a little nervous <laughs> even right. here, but I like that, the introducing yourself first. Let me mention one other thing there. You know, don't worry, we, we get tied up in the outcome. I just like the process. I like the process of meeting new people. And to me, it doesn't matter if you're mean or not. If you're mean, I have the, 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 the right to walk away or move on. If you don't give me the vibe that, you know, in exchange that I'm giving you, I can move on. To me, it's not, a, it's not about the outcome. It's I just like the process. I've learned to like the process of meeting people. I, I've never, I wasn't this way all the time, but I've made it a very intentful to go out and meet new people. So it's about the process. I don't really get caught up in, you know, I expect to be blown off a few times and I, 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 I am. Okay, so with that then, is there any point where you talk about your, and I'm going a little deeper in this because I think this is something that people really struggle with because I know I really struggle with it and I'm someone that podcasts and does videos and all these types of things, but I still struggle with these types of things. Is there a point where you bring up your business? Actually, I normally at networking events, it's not my goal to talk about me. And again, I've learned it over doing it for about three, four years now. Before <laughs> I would just throw up all about me on you, you know. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is about the person I'm meeting, and I'm genuinely interested in learning about them. And locally, to me, it's a three-step process or a two-step process. It's the original networking event where we meet. Um, I, we have a brief introduction. I take your card, and then I follow up. And if you're someone I want to know more about, to me, the follow-up is, is tremendously important. I've... I do drink a lot of coffee at Panera's because that's normally what I do. <laughs> I follow with a coffee at Panera. And that's how I've built my local relationships here. So to me, the three-part process, and a lot of people want to skip that follow-up part. They want to do get everything sold right there. I'll, I'll, they'll meet you. They'll introduce themselves. They'll sell, they'll sell you. And, you know, <laughs> it's, networking and building relationships is a, it's a process. And it's not a process that delivers immediate results like we're, we, we're trained now, I think, to look for. Okay, so I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a stay here for a little while because of how yeah. important it is. I remember reading a book and this and this book was such a powerful book for me and the name of the book was How to Win Friends and Influence People. And the gist of that book is exactly what you said just now. People care about themselves. I mean, that's a that's a fact. We're interested in things because they make us feel good, right? So right. the more you can get into someone else's experience, the more connected they're going to feel to you. So by asking them questions about them and just going deeper and deeper with those questions, the relationship that develops from that, Dale Carnegie, as David Bain, uh, David Bain says in the chat, um, it, it, the, the more you can get into who they are as a person, the more memorable you're going to be in their mind. Not, you're not going to be memorable because you have this great resume. You're right. going to be memorable because you actually cared about who they are. Now, when Absolutely. I think about the business relationships that I have today that have been a result of networking at events, at those events, we just had fun. 
We just got to know each other. And the business actually didn't come until after the fact. Um, so I think, I think that's such a powerful thing. I see um, Pauline in the chat that just gave some props to me as I was saying that I connected with her at Social Media Marketing World. And it wasn't necessarily about, hey, let's do business together or anything of that sort. We went to a place, we had coffee. She thought the coffee was crappy because she's from New Zealand and all that good stuff. And we really connected and had that shared experience experience and right. things have come as a result of that. So I think that's such a powerful concept that I want us to really focus on because it can make such a big difference in your business as you move forward. Okay, let's move on from there. Okay, we, I, think, I think everybody's got the point. It's not all about you. Care about people and Absolutely. connect with them as actual people. Now, let's go beyond that. That's, that's me go, attending a meetup that someone has um, organized. Now, what if I want to take it to the next level? Because I know you've done a lot of this where I am the one that's hosting a meetup. How do I go about doing that? So organizing a meetup is, pr is pretty simple. Um, you can easily start that process. But here's the steps I go through before I start organizing a meetup. Number one, I look around to see if there are any meetups that serves my interest in my local area. And I go out to a few of those meetups to get a feel of what they have to offer. Mm. And if they're offering what I'm looking for, great. I'll try to become part of that meetup and join that community and be active in that community. Because okay. you can have the same benefit as having your own meetup. Definitely. Okay, sweet. So before you even go about starting your own, you're saying do your research, see what's out there, connect with people that are already doing the types of things that you would want to do in your meetups. And Absolutely. from that, you could see what they're doing well. You could see what may be missing. You could see all kinds of stuff that can help you for if you do decide to take it to the next level and start your own. Absolutely. And, and to me, that also allows you to see how if you want to start your own meetup, how to position your meetup um, in, 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 within that group. Got it. Love it. Love it. Now, it, if, if I do want to start one, is there a fee associated with that? And, and first of all, we didn't even talk about if meetup is free. Is Meetup free? As a member, it's absolutely free. As an organizer, there are a couple paid options. So the cheapest paid option is $9.99 if you have 50 members or less. And that's if you use in the six-month payment option. So wait, wait. And is that $9.99 a month or $9.99 for six months? Good point. $9.99 a month. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, use the six-month option. And I think it goes as high as $19.99 a month um, for an unlimited, unlimited number of uh, members per month. Okay, so I am paying to get access to be able to start a meetup. I'm paying for having a certain number of individuals in my meetup. Um, is there anything else that comes along with paying? Um, no, actually, just access to, you know, one of the biggest benefits that comes along with paying mm -hmm. is access to a lot of people you don't currently know. Because when you set up a meetup event, Meetup.com actually promotes it to their database within the zip code that you're, you you set up your event. So uh -huh. the, the way I like to put it, if, you know, the way I've looked at it, if it's lead generation for less than a dollar per lead per month. Got it. You know. Got it. So they will actually do some marketing for you, uh, which is which is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, they would actually do, do, do a lot of marketing for you. We'll talk about that a little bit after we talk about the process of setting up your meetup. So, okay. so wait, before even we go into that, you went through this process. You went and you analyzed other meetups. You checked to see what they were doing. What did you learn when you were going through that process? So when I went through the process, a couple of things I've learned. There's a lot of meetups that people are actually pitching you a product for an hour. 
you go to the event. Uh, actually, one of the events I, I went to and I sat there and for an hour, the guy was selling me on his awesome product. And I was annoyed because I, I didn't go to the event for that. I didn't go to be sold. I went to meet people, learn about what he, you know, learn about he, what he did and build relationships. So many people use meetups as a sales pitch, which is absolutely wrong. Okay. Um, and then the other, some of the other ones I've meant, when I first started, the second one I went to, it was a good meetup, but it had really no structure. It was mm. just basically a free-for-all of people. So I, that's the two meetups that I, I went to when I originally was starting that helped me create and develop my first meetup group. And what, did, what decisions did you come to? What decisions did you come to in terms of how you wanted to run your meetup based on the research that you had done by going to these two meetups? Offer value, offer value, offer value. <laughs> that's what I, that, that's this, what I realized. This you know, sounds I, familiar. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, offline or online is the same thing, man. So I just wanted to be, be sure that when people come to the meetup group, they can leave with actionable information that allow me to be a little closer to their hearts. Oh, that sounds so mushy. Um, <laughs> I feel like giving you a hug now, man. Oh, man. I know. Okay, let's move <laughs> no, on. That's Quick. what I really wanted to feel. I wanted to feel good about what I'm doing. That's one. Number two, I wanted also to uh, have a, a, a place where people can actually connect with each other. Mm. And then also having some structure to it, you know, and not having a free-for-all. So we had... I set up a meetup with some structure where we had a meet and greet section. We had a section where I did my workshops. And then we had, you know, again, the goodbyes meet and greet section where we kind of connect with each other a little bit more. Got it. Got it. Okay. Let's say we've gone through this process. We've mm -hmm. checked out some other meetups. We kind of saw, see, we've seen, you know, what things we like. We've seen what things we don't like. We've been able to make some decisions in terms of how we want our meetups to go. And now we've decided we're going to just bite the bullet and get started what do we do so right off the bat there's a button there starts to start i think it is it says right now and they you go you go through the process of starting your meetup would you mind if i use my current meetup group here that i'm co-organizer as an example oh that's perfect cool so i'm a co-organizer of a business networking meetup here in nashville and when we started it we the name we started was Net, uh, network middle tennessee and that's basically what this area is called the middle tennessee area okay and we made a very descriptive name Okay. Um, we, you know, added a uh, headline for the group, and we added a somewhat of a detailed description of what the group is about and the process. Okay. So wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we even move on from there, you had a descriptive name, and you said it was called Network Middle Tennessee. Yeah, Network Middle Tennessee. So it has. Okay. This is this uh, the network. What was that about? It's a business. It's a business. Ne business networking group. Okay. So, so it's, it's a networking like group. And you also included the location in the, 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 the name of the meetup. Correct. Ah, okay. Very interesting. The first one I did was online marketing workshops. Okay. Online um, marketing workshops. Know, very descriptive what, what I'm delivering. Okay. Yeah. So that first one didn't have the location in it, um, but it was descriptive in terms of what you, what you taught about. Correct. Okay. Sweet. Um, and you said you have a descriptive name. You had a head. Is it a headline? You said or a subtitle? Yeah, it was a uh, headline. Okay, and and what's the headline you're using for that group now? The one we're using right now is "Welcome Prosperous Partnerships." Pa prosperous. Welcome to, pro pro Welcome to Prosperous Partnerships, and that's how we look at our business networking group. Is where we're developing relationships that would lead to prosperous partnerships. Awesome. And anything else goes in the information that I put the uh, when I'm setting up that meetup page. Um, a group description. 
And in the group description, you want to be very detailed about what to expect um, from the from your networking from your meetup group. Uh, and we we went through some details there. We even add some testimonials into the description to let to to give an idea of what people felt about our group. Um, then you go on. You can name your members. You know, you can in Meetup the default is members. You know, so you okay. can have 104 members. Okay. For our group, um, right now it's about 550, and we call them prosperous partners. Oh, okay. So if I'm a part of this group, I am a prosperous partner. There you go. Or if I'm in a knitting group, I could be a knitter. Or if I'm in whatever, like a hiker or anything of that sort, you can Absolutely. actually. What's the significance of doing that? You know, I think it gives you a little bit more of a connection with the, with with your with the members of the group. You know, it's something else to bond around. Awesome, I like that. I need to, you know, I've been. This is something that I've been thinking about for a while because I want to come up with a name for the people that are connecting with me around this topic of blogging, and I haven't come up with anything creative yet. So I'll, I'll be, I'll continue to think about that. Okay, uh, let's let's move on. Anything else that I need to know when it comes to setting up that group itself? Two other important things: the zip code. You know, put in the, lo- the zip code that you want your group to be centered around. Okay. Um, the zip code is important. And the next part is the group uh, photo. Um, a lot of people use a logo as the group photo. I'm a big okay, wait, wait, Before we go there, because I, we had a conversation before when it comes to zip codes. Right. Uh, and you had this interesting thing that you did with zip codes. And I would like you to talk a little bit about that because I think that's significant. So with zip codes, um, meetup.com promotes your meetup group to people within a certain zip code range. Um, so what I've, what I've done uh, in my previous group, because I was at that time I lived in the Washington, D.C. area, um, and that's a large metropolitan area, I, every two months or so, changed the zip code. Okay. So it, expo- it promoted, Meetup promoted my group now to a new uh, set of people, a new set of people that are on their list. So it gives the, it gave the group a little bit more exposure because we were in this huge metropolitan area. So if I sign up in my location and I have a zip code, uh, of course I have a zip code, but I enter my zip code. Whenever there are other events that use that zip code, they're going to send me an email and say, hey, you're interested in marketing. Um, in your zip code, there's going to be these events happening over the next month or whatever the case might be. Absolutely. But for someone in a different zip code, they might not get that. So you change that zip code accordingly so that Meetup will promote it to new people that are still within the same geographic region as um, in terms of being able to access that Meetup. Correct. Absolutely. That's exactly what I did. Awesome. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about the pictures. You, thought, you said something about pictures. So you, there's a part there's a part there where you can add a group photo, and a lot of people actually add a logo. Okay. I'm a big advocate of putting a picture of you, one that is different from your profile picture, um, because again, people want to connect with real people. They really really don't want to connect with a logo. Um, if you've spoken before, or if you're in front of a room, or you know, I, you put that up there. Uh, what we've done for our group here in Middle Tennessee, we actually took a, a picture of one of our meetings, oh, and nice. that is the uh, that is the group image we have so it, it, it kind of set the expectations for new members you know you kind of want to go to a business networking group that people are actually attending right so the picture right off the bat shows a conference room full of people that is that's a great idea so now if i'm just starting and i don't have pictures of myself speaking or at one of these events i could just use a picture of myself in the meantime until i do the first one and then take a picture there and then replace that immediately is that does that make sense 
you nailed it. That's exactly what I did the first time around. Awesome. I took a, I took a picture. Actually, you know what? The first time around, what I did, actually, I went to the uh, location that I finally got and took some pictures, and I took a picture of me there. Ah. And then I posted that picture. Oh, that's that's smart. I could go to any room in front of a screen <laughs> and and point to the screen and take a picture of myself. There, there you go. There I you love go. it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, that that's okay. So, um, I have my profile picture. You said that earlier. I have my group picture. Are there any other pictures that I can have when it comes to this meetup stuff? So, the other thing when you're setting up, we mentioned the description. The key is after you set up your meetup group, you always want to at least schedule one event. Um, okay. And I'll tell you why to why to do that in a second. So, you schedule one event, and if you have a location, take a picture of that location. Uh-huh. and put in the description of this event. Because, again, you want to set the expectations to people. People want to know, am I going to lo- a legit place? <laughs> you, know, you know, if I'm going to spend my time driving 20 minutes or 40 minutes or how long it takes you to get there, is it somewhere that's legit? Is it somewhere that's comfortable? Somewhere that I want to be? So definitely take a picture of the, of the location that you have inside, outside. That's what I've done. And put it into the description of your first event. So you're basically uh, you're basically trying as much as possible to give people uh, enough information so that they can have a, a a reasonable expectation of what they're gonna get when they reach there from the person that's gonna be speaking to them to the place that they're gonna be at to to what a past meetup has looked like or anything of that sort. The more details you can give them, the better. Absolutely, absolutely, and and again, it's it's a matter of making people feel comfortable about um about the whole event awesome okay so one of the things that you mentioned a few times is that you want to make sure that when you're setting up your profile uh you set up one or or the group um the group page you want to set up one event immediately are there any things that i need to be thinking about in terms of that event that i'm setting up or in terms of when i should be running these events or anything of that sort so there's a couple of things you definitely should want to take into consideration uh, when it comes to setting up the first. So the reason why you want to set up an event, at least have one event set up when you when you create your your meetup group, is because people want things. You know, when you when someone joins the group, you want to have them have something to attend. Mm. You know, it, it increases number one. It increases the number of people who are actually going to join your group when okay. there is actually something to do. Okay. Um, th- that's number one. When it comes to scheduling your event, you want to think about your audience. Um, think about when in the what days or what what day or when what times during the day they're going to be available. Mm-hmm. And I I've made that mistake before uh, when I did my first group. I actually set one up for eight o'clock or no, nine o'clock on Saturday morning, and only two people showed. Then I realized <laughs> eh, Saturday is not really a good day. But you know what I realized here in the Middle Tennessee in the Nashville area, Wednesday is a big Wednesday evening is a big church evening. So there's oh. really not a lot of events that are set up. You know, you don't want to collide with church. So you, you think about those kind of things. If you're going after, uh, for us, my group right now is business owners mm-hmm. or people who are in the marketing space. So we have one early in the morning on Thursday at 9 a.m. So people come in, we meet for about an hour and then they leave. The other group I did in the D.C. area was at six in the afternoon. A lot of home-based business owners gotcha. was my target audience. Uh-huh. So they had a full-time job. So they came after the job. Gotcha. So it, I, I need to think about exactly who i'm trying to target and Mm -hmm. when would be the best time for them correct awesome let me go into one of the big things now about having an event set up there 
three days after you create your meetup group, meetup.com actually promotes your group to their members that are within a, within a certain radius of your zip code. So that's your opportunity to get a big, a lot of free promotion. Got it. Um, so, be, so what I always tell people, when you set your group up, you schedule an event, you get at least 10 of your friends or some of your friends or people you know to join the group. So when Meetup do, do their big uh, mail-in to promote your group, people come to the group, there's an event, there's other people participating in the group. It becomes a lot easier now for them to join and them, for them to participate. It's no, whole, one wants to be, no one wants to be the first. Yeah, it's, you know? it's the whole social proof thing, right? If people are Absolutely. already doing it, this must be something that's good. Absolutely. Okay, so there's a question. Oh, man, I, I didn't realize that we've been going on for so long, and I know we could probably go on for much longer, but there's a question that um, the, uh, I think it's Dave from Iographer is asking. Can you give an example of your agenda for your meetups? What do you do? How do you set your agenda for your meetups? So for my, for my business networking um, uh, meetup right now, we basically have an agenda where we have uh, just a meet or greet, and we do that for about 10 minutes where you'd be, we just come in, we meet and greet everyone on a one-on-one basis. And then we have a formal sit-down where everyone gets a few minutes to talk about their business and who would be an ideal referral for them, and then we close out. When I did my uh, workshops in the D.C. area, it was basically a, a meet and greet where we do an open networking. Uh-huh. Everyone that came in, we, meet, we network for about 10 minutes, get to know each other, and that's a great way of uh, making the room a little bit more comfortable yeah, for everyone. Yeah, definitely. We went in and I normally taught for about 30 to 40 minutes. And as you know, I can go a little long sometimes. <laughs> nah, and then, <laughs> not, not us. <laughs> no, no. Nah. And then at the end, we, you know, I wrapped it up and then we had a little bit more open network. And I always encourage people to connect a little bit more one-on-one with people. So that was basically the, the, you know, the format. So, and that's the format I laid out in my meetup event. And it set the expectations where people can expect um, and what, what flow they can expect. Okay, sweet. Okay, we got to move on because we're we're already out of time, but we got to talk about how do you make money with awesome. meetups because, you know, we're doing this as a business. How do we monetize it? Let's talk about your experience with that. So for me, when I, my, the first meetup groups I started was in the, the Washington, D.C. area and in the workshops. Uh-huh. Here is my model. Pretty simple. I did a free meetup and I taught a online marketing technique for business owners. Uh-huh. At the end of the meetup, I basically pitched my services. At that time, I was offering different online marketing services. I pitched my services. And if someone was interested, I had a one-on-one, and I signed clients up that way. I also sold ebooks that correlated with the workshop that I've, with, with the workshop that I've done. Gotcha. So my pitch was, you know, instead of taking notes, I'll send you a link to, you can download the ebook that covered everything we covered in the workshop and sometimes even more. And when, so, when, you, and when, you, um, when did you make this pitch? Is it like right at the beginning? Is it during the presentation? Is it at the end? No, I actually offered the value first. Okay. And then I pitched it at the end. Right. Uh, when, I did a, when I did workshops on how to uh, build a WordPress site and things to that effect, I offered the value. And I, I always said, look, you have all the instructions you know. All the instructions you need to build a site. Uh-huh. But if it's overwhelming for you, I would love to do it for you. Got Let's it. talk and I'll tell you how much I charge. And actually, that worked out perfect. And how uh, did... most of... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I would say most of what I thought is actually I offered a service that complement whatever the workshop t- topic was. Nice. I like that. So now, but when you started, I, I want to talk about this just really quick. When you started, you weren't making any money with these meetups, right? And wh- why was that the case? You know, because I just didn't... 
pitch anyone for the first four months or four or five months. Uh-huh. I didn't really make a pitch. I was just excited to be speaking and people are <laughs> showing up to hear me speak. People are showing up to hear me teach. And I was making great connections. I never actually asked for a sale. And to me, that's a perfect lesson. You know, if you want a sale, you have to ask for it. Yeah. And I never, I didn't ask for it. The surprising moment came for me is when I start asking for a sale after like the fifth month, um, I made close to $1,000 a month for the first year from uh, month number seven to 12. Nice. Um, it was about $1,000 a month after I just simply asked. It was pretty easy to ask because people already saw the value that I delivered. Yeah. Um, they made a decision right there if they liked me or not. They made a decision if they thought I was competent or not. So the sale become a lot easier. So, so let me ask this question. Would you recommend for someone else to start the way that you started where it's just about providing value, no pitch at the end? Or would you recommend for them to make a pitch at the end from the very beginning? I would recommend making a pitch at the end, okay. um, at, at, at the very beginning. Because, again, if you're offering value to people, they're make, they've made a decision right there from the minute – Definitely. But the minute they've joined the group to, to RSVP for your meetup, they're making that decision and qualifying, okay, qualifying you to the point. If they stay to the end, you know, and you can help them, why not make the pitch? I'd definitely recommend. I would. I wish I started making a pitch sooner. Yeah, because you would have made more money, right? I would have made more money. <laughs> okay, so uh, we spoke about how you did it. What are some other ways that they can you can make money with meetups, just so that we know what the options are? So with my uh, workshop group in the D.C. area, um, the group had about 350 members. That created a personal email list for me where I had an option for them to opt into my personal email list. Uh I had an email list of about 105 people. Okay. So I made, that's one way I made money. The other way I made money was... What's the way you made money? You had an email list. They don't just make money just like having people on your list. What did you do to make money with that? I I would uh, email offers for my workshop. If they weren't there that week, I would email them an offer with a link to buy... The ebook that Got correlated it. with that workshop, I will uh, email offers. Um, in, in addition to offers, I sent information, but I email my service offers to my services. Okay. Um, I would send resource lists for the meetups, for the tools that I, I mentioned during the uh, previous meetups. And these are affiliate those, links. Those resource lists had affiliate links. Nice. So the, I'm, I'm very proud. I, made, I build the list through the through the meetup group, and that's how I monetize it. That was another way. Okay. The other way I use um, sponsorships, there's a way you can have sponsorships for your meetup groups. Um, before I got in a sponsor to pay me, I actually, my sponsors were Bluehost with my affiliate link <laughs> and Get Response with my affiliate link. But then I had a sponsor, someone approached me to uh, sponsor the group and it, he paid about $250 a month okay. to be the official sponsor of the group. He just... His link was on the, the the group. His link was in the signature of my emails that I would mail out through the meet through the uh, meetup system. Just just me want to point out two things with the emails. There were yeah. two emails through meetup. You can email your participants once they offer once they opt in to get your emails. Okay, that's one way. And then I created a separate email list. I asked people separately to join my personal list. So there's were there were two lists there to. Uh, to uh to monetize so those are two ways there's some other ways which i personally don't recommend and i didn't do you can charge membership dues which i didn't do um and you can also charge for attendance to your meetup events i didn't do that but there's other people that do those mainly in the social space when you're doing social events Awesome. Man, that was so much value. We're going to end it there because I know you and I could continue on for hours and hours, but people ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. So <laughs> let's transition really quick to our action steps. 
All right, Colin, someone has listened to this entire episode and they are ready to get started. What are the action steps that you're going to give them? Number one, definitely sign up for a meetup group. Two, sign up for meetup.com. Number two, find a group that matches your interest and go out there and actually, actually meet people in your local community. You'll be surprised of the number of people in your local community that are passionate about the things you're passionate about. Um, and if you want to really take it to the next level and there is a space for you to offer value, create a meetup group. Um, it's a great way to make some really good connections and take your career or your business to a next level. It, it, it did for mine. Awesome. Colin, thank you so much for coming on here. I know people are going to love this. This is not something I've covered before, but it's so valuable. So thank you so much for sharing. If someone wants to get in touch with you or see more about what you do, where shall we send them? Um, LearnItDoItProfit.com learn it, is my site where I help uh, network marketers grow their business. But um, Twitter would be a great place for them to reach me at Colin Yearwood. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. I hope you guys got a lot of value from that. Actually, you know what? I'm going to stop saying I hope. I know you guys got a lot of value from that. We went a little long because there was just so much value. <laughs> so I hope you got value. And if you want to see the notes for this, you, any of the links and the resources that Colin mentioned, head on over to becomeablogger.com slash 249 because this was episode 249. And if you want to check out Colin, you know where to do it. Learn it. Do it. Profit. If you know someone that you think could benefit from this episode, tell them to go to becomeablogger.com slash podcast. They can listen to this episode and every other episode of this podcast. They can subscribe and all of that good stuff. And if you're trying to get your blog started where you can create content, inspire others, and change the world while building your online business, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com. That's my free course where I walk you through the process of how to get it done. And lastly, if you want to take things to the next level, you're saying, you know what? Forget this. I'm going all in, but I need someone to hold my hand and guide me through this process. Sign up for the Become a Blogger Coaching Club at bloggercoaching.com. The members love it, and I know that you will love it as well. So, that's pretty much it for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.